Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle card. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, hey everybody, uh, Scott Patterson here, and this is the I Am All In podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. We've got two really special guests coming on at the same time, my old buddy James Pettit from Warner Brothers, he's the head of marketing, and uh, also he's bringing with him uh, a, a wonderful actor named Carl Wright, who played the Harvard professor in this episode, and I think in one other episode, and uh, so guys, let's let's get into this episode a little bit. What do you think? Huh? Yes, I love this episode. Yeah, Did you already me. recap it at the beginning? Did I miss anything? No, no, like, no. You're you're first up, buddy. You're oh gosh, you guys are first up. <laughs> oh, good. so I think I actually wrote this brief synopsis back when I was at the WB Network. Right. Wow. So I will read it quickly. With the wedding canceled, Lorelai is eager to escape the sympathies of everyone in Stars Hollow. So she and Rory take off on a road trip that ultimately leads to Harvard University. Uh-huh. While Rory confronts her dreams of college life, 
Lorelai ponders what might have been. But there's more. There's this whole thing where she hasn't told you, Luke, about not getting married. Right. Right. You know, I, I thought the episode started I thought the episode started off um okay. I, I did uh bristle a bit on the uh, Lorelai's criticisms of country music and you know this. Oh, and that. I didn't. And I was like <laughs> No, I know, but it's like I, as a you know, the producer in me was saying, Why oh. are you alienating the most uh, uh popular form of music in the world right now? Or 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 you know, I, I, I didn't get that. And I think that's the iconoclastic nature of the creator. Um, but it's like, as a producer, and I think this is where the studio may have pushed back on her and said, listen, why are we alienating half the world here? <laughs> we want people to watch the show. We don't want well, our lead character to trash country music. Because, I mean, there's a lot of great country music. I mean, there's a lot of great rock music. There's a lot of, a lot of great music, right? In every genre, there's like, you know, the bad part of it. There's the good part of it. But um, I, anyway. I had no idea that Hootie and the Blowfish was country music because that's what they. No, say. no, it wasn't. It what didn't start out that way. It had maybe a flavor because I think he's from they're from North Carolina or something. But oh, it was okay. more it was more uh, kind of rock, kind of countryish rock, sort of a little yeah. bit. Um, but like Dave Matthews kind of stuff. But but he became a country star. Darius Rucker right. became a country star. You know, the last fifteen Probably years. After or so. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, but anyway, and he's great. Well, and they also they also they also said ACDC "Highway to Hell" was their song, and I was like, "Yes, I get that." that Without was, question, for a road trip, that is a good song. Without question, but don't you think that that's you know just the characters? I mean, they wouldn't like where they were. They really wouldn't like you know country music. I think it reveals a northeastern elitism snobbishness that is a turnoff to a lot of people. Yeah. Which can masquerade as somehow appealing. <laughs> it's, it's like appealing <laughs> in some way. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like snooty Northeasterners who hate country music. Well, you know, well that's so appealing in some, yeah. in well, some that, form. That's, that's funny because, okay. Watch Gilmore Girls on Wednesday nights on the WB and then watch Reba on Thursday. Right, right. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Right. So I, I think, you know, probably Lou and Bob, remember? Remember yeah. Bob and Lou? Oh, yeah. They probably Bob had some they probably had something to say about it, but it's like, you know, try to get Amy to change dialogue. It's like, guys, you know, do we want to cut out half the country here? <laughs> it's like click. <laughs> well, but the engagement was off. Now that's the point of the whole episode. That engagement to Max. Are you trying to get on. me off this subject, James? <laughs> I am. I'm like, you're done with country. There it goes. James is directing the conversation. <laughs> that's what he does so well. I want to get to your super pivotal scene. That Wait, was like almost a character change for you. Like I was like, who is this nice person? But we'll get to that. All right, we'll get there. But anyway, so so the thing that that really stuck out to me. Other than why are you trashing country music? Because I'm a fan of country music. Um, is it was hard? I think they won. They won. They won the war with just the two of them together. It's like I kept thinking, are they going to be able to carry the episode? Because nobody else is in the episode. We're right. not in Stars Hollow. This is unfamiliar territory. So how how is this going to be rectified? I mean. 
this better be some pretty great stuff if we're just going to be spending time with those two. And another thing that I felt, um, and and they did at in places, and I I was pretty satisfied most of the way. But another thing that I felt, I thought that fight in the in the bed and breakfast between mother and daughter was a little forced. I mean, it just can't kind of came out of nowhere, you know. So if, well, for, for me, it, it felt like it was like, oh, we need them to have some conflict here. And they just kind of forced it on us because it just happened so fast. I mean, Lorelai went from being, and I get it, you know, they're hungry, they haven't eaten, they're going to be snappy. But I mean, that right. was that was a that was a brutal fight. What did you think? Huh. Of that? Did you did you have any kind of opinion on that? No, I was actually intrigued by their relationship in it. Yeah. I'm like, the certs were a, a nice throwback for me that she had in her purse that she was going to feed Rory and that they had like hair or something fuzzy on them. Um, right. the, and so the whole like wacky bed and breakfast person that had that Cheshire cat mm -hmm. was the name of the place. Mm -hmm. And um, the Annabelle dolls in the background, you know, those spooky dolls. I just felt like that wacky character could have been out of stars hollow and it, it fit. So, mm -hmm. and we had never met that person before. Her name was like LaDawn or something like that. Le and yep. I, I felt like, you know, the relationship was snarky as it usually is because, you know, they got into the bed and breakfast, they checked into their room and it was like all these flowers, like Laura Ashley threw up everywhere mm -hmm. and they made fun of it. And <laughs> I get it. And I, I would make fun of it too, but they, you know, they didn't want to sleep there at first. And so the fight was like, didn't seem that forced. It just seemed like to me, it was, it was good. It was fine. I know you thought I, it was, forced. I felt, I felt it was a little forced. Yeah. It was like, and Rory had a good point. I mean, it's like, you're my best friend and we can talk about anything. And all of a sudden I want to talk about something. You snap out on me and, you know, just turn your back on me and go to bed and scream at me. And it's like, Jesus, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens sometimes in relationships. Yeah. I think you find out a lot about people and they act a little bit different when you travel with people. I mean, sometimes you can go places and not, you know, you're friends with somebody all the time, but then when you're with them all day, all night, and you realize, oh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to go see everything every, every few minutes. I want to mm -hmm. do something a little bit differently. It kind of brings out different aspects of your relationship that you examine differently, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Hold Scott, on. that's how I that's how I felt about you when I traveled with you. <laughs> did we I mean, you took me did to we snap new out places. Each other? <laughs> <laughs> but and then I was like, I want to do this again. I want to do this again. Let's go. Let's go Atlanta. Let's go throw. Let's go meet your old coach at Atlanta. Yeah. That? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. By the way, yeah, they won the World Series. James is like, what? They yeah. won what? Yeah. The World Series ended. Since 1995, they haven't had a yes. uh, World Series, right? Right, right. Congrats. Why didn't we go to that? We should have went to that game. Like, I take you to the games that are not important, I guess. I guess they're all important. But... <laughs> I don't think you can get a ticket to the good games. <laughs> hey, they're all good games down there. We had a great time down there. Anyway, congrats to Brian Snitker, the Atlanta Braves, the entire organization. Rest in peace, uh, Hank Aaron. Um, yeah. You know, these were these were people that I signed with originally uh, in 1980, and yeah. uh, I came up through their system before they traded me. 
What a mistake. Oh my God. I will never get rid of, <laughs> I will never get rid of your baseball card. It's the cutest thing ever. Okay. But anyway, back to the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all should try to find Scott's baseball card. It's amazing. What's it worth right now? Do you know, Scott? Uh, buck your buck three ninety eight. <laughs> I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes. I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. 
with over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations. Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, back to the episode. So back Melissa the- McCarthy, I love, is in this episode yes. too because there's yes. a pivotal moment about her. Yeah. Now she's making this this wedding cake yes. that Lorelai says, oh, don't worry about the cake. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's actually making it and it's like four tiers high and she names it Clyde. And then she's like, you need to tell, um, you need to tell Luke for me. So she goes to the cafe Suki goes to the cafe and uh-huh. she is has to tell you the mm-hmm. news. Now, you remember what the news was. It was Max and the wedding's off. But what did you do? You remember that scene in the in the cafe at all? I don't. I don't remember it. But um, it, I was relieved to be in back in Stars Hollow as a fan of the show. Now that I'm seeing, I was okay. like, get me back to Stars Hollow. I, I like being I like being with these two. Um, you know, they don't want to mix with the bed and breakfast crowd, ha ha, ha but they were perfectly nice people and Rory was trapped by the, the young the, the the young, the 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 older couple sitting down grilling her about her boyfriend and what she's where she's going to call the whole thing. And they were wonderful actors. They were hysterically funny. Um but again, this kind of elitism was is washing over them where they're I don't know. They're too good to talk to normal people. And it's like, how is that appealing? And uh, that's kind of through the lens I was looking at it through. And I know they wanted to get out and they wanted to, you know, they didn't want to get trapped by a group of people and be, but it wasn't that big of a deal. You just, you know, just be nice to people. I guess I'm getting preachy. <laughs> I know. I, I totally get it. I don't know. Like, but you know what I, I mean? So anyway, so they so, so so let's go. We're back in Stars Hollow. But I like but I like the road trip part of it. It got better for me the closer they get to Harvard. When they finally get to Harvard, that's when the episodes start kicking in for me. Okay. Because now we're seeing all the dreams and the aspirations and all that. So what I'm doing is the setup to all that for me was problematic. And I would have had I been a studio executive or I had been an editor, I would have. Mm maybe said, look, can we dial back on this or can we edit this in, in, out or something? Because it, it to protect the characters. Anyway, that's oh, okay. not my job, but now I can voice my opinion. I am. I'm going to get a lot of emails about this. They're not yeah. going to be terribly friendly, but that's just how I feel about it. But I really thought it, the setup was a little bit clumsy, uh, entertaining and funny, sure. Beautifully acted, yeah. But now we get to Harvard finally, right? And it's like now it kicks in. All the dreams and aspirations of Rory's future are being breathed with all this fresh, with all this fresh uh, Harvard oxygen, and then all of of Lorelai's uh, potential from the past is has dried up, and it's presented to her in those photos of the Valedictorian of nineteen ninety. Easy for me to say. And those moments she has looking off like what could have been and I'm smart and I'm, you know, 
I'm very bright and I could have done this, but I, now I want this for my daughter. So those, those were very compelling moments and a lot of, a lot of great moments with, uh, you know, the moment when Rory went into the class and started discussing stoicism with Carl. What was that like? Tell us about that, Carl. Um, well, what I will tell you is that I think I was shooting this on my birthday. Oh. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but I do remember I was up there doing that speech all day. Like for every single take, every single shot, they needed me to give that speech over and over and over again, at least a hundred times. Yeah. I did that speech. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew it by heart. And there was a really nice lady who was a makeup woman. I don't remember what her name was. She had like brown hair. She's kind of tall. She came up and she said, you're so good. You should have your own show. And I said, thanks. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they never got my, my close up. I'm like waiting. I'm like giving up this whole they, this By whole the way, thing. Carl, I, you know, I agree with her. Yes. But they <laughs> used to tell that to everybody so they wouldn't call. Did she do that? <laughs> I with so. all the takes we had so. to do. <laughs> <laughs> they used to tell me that too. Exactly. You should have your own show. If we had a director that wouldn't stop doing takes, you know, they'd see you start fading. Yeah. And they'd come up and say, you know what? You're so good. You should have your own show. <laughs> and you'd perk up a little like, isn't she great? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, you should. You should. No, it worked. Show. It worked though. It kept, yeah, it it kept me going. Yeah. It kept me going. So, um, but there's an interesting thing in this, this episode that I, re I remember that um, the other student that she's talking to, the uh, Asian mm -hmm. actor, Masioka. That's Masioka. That's Masioka from, from Heroes. Heroes. Right. Wow. So, wow. Well, like we had kind of befriended each other because, you know, when you're guest cast, the guest cast hangs out, the, the main cast hangs out. So we talked and we'd hang out. And then fast forward three, four years, he does Heroes. And I do heroes ah. and I'm like, wow, he went from being like the last person on the call list to like yeah. the biggest part of the whole show. Right. And, um, but he was such a really nice guy and, and, right. and really funny. And um, you know, that, that scene was really interesting to watch um, Alexis do because it was really all her, you know? Yeah. And, and I remember that day, like people were kind of like, giving her space they were like don't don't bother her because she kind of had to do a lot and um but she was really really nice it wasn't that it big was, of a scene she had a couple of lines of dialogue it wasn't that big of a scene but did a lot of stuff other than that within the campus because we were at ucla mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, yeah that's where that was yeah obviously UCLA. it wasn't harvard it was yeah. too sunny yeah exactly <laughs> and they didn't have the old you know gothic uh uh uh, buildings around yeah but, yeah, yeah. So, but but yeah they shot a lot of stuff that day so because we were moving around and you and i'm sure you had this all the time you gotta shoot it right get it right and i do remember when i auditioned for this um jamie radowski who i'm actually taking classes with she told me to tell you hello oh tell um, her i said hi yeah i i definitely will i remember when i went in just before i went in she stopped me she said just talk as fast as you can. Just say it as fast as you can. I said, okay. <laughs> exactly okay. the perfect note. <laughs> and they were like, great, you got it. Yeah. That's what they do. Yep. Yeah. That's because it's that's different than any other show. You yeah. don't, they don't want you to say it as fast as you can. Uh -uh. So um, and that's part of the humor of the show that just works. It's 
it's so cool. Well, they've got 80 pages of black ink, which is all dialogue to fit into what? 40 minutes. Cause you're doing James, you're doing 20 minutes Oops. of commercials, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So that's 40 minutes. You got to get 80 it's pages. In. Yeah. For, yeah. So you got to talk uh, twice as fast as anybody else on any other show. And Hey James, has it changed in syndication? They still have the same amount of time. Same amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's not longer or shorter. Yeah. Same. Okay. Yes. And it's on up TV America's cable network. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so they so they go to Harvard. They have all those great moments, right? And we yes. now see that Rory is capable of handling Ivy League, uh, um, uh, an Ivy League education. She's what? She's a junior now. At this point, she's a sophomore yeah. or junior. She's a junior. Is she a junior? We're gonna get fact checked on this. Like you, <laughs> I'm pretty believe. sure because. We're gonna Isn't that when was, Lane set off, sent off to Korea and she comes back in yes, this episode? Yes. So is that, is yeah. she a sophomore? I think it was really early. I think she, yeah, I think she had two more years. This might be sophomore. I think she's a sophomore. Yeah. She's got two more years in right. high school. <clears throat> so there she is as a sophomore at a, in a Harvard class, you know, discussing, it was a philosophy class discussing stoicism. Yeah. Which I had never and, heard of before. And being corrected by you. You corrected her. I did. And, and, and I, I, I had to, I, well, I'll just say this real quickly. I looked, I, did, I researched that, that what that is. I wrote out the script so I knew it back and forth. I knew who this character was. This, this man, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, but back then, I knew it backwards and forwards, and I could have said even more if I had to, mm-hmm. just in case, because mm-hmm. I knew this was like a big deal. So Right. Just in case you had to improv, which was never going to yeah. happen on that show. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But it has happened on others. We, we, we had a kid. We had a kid come in the diner. He had one line. He, some young kid. He's energetic, nice kid, good actor. Came in and he started doing a whole monologue. He thought it was his big chance. And he did this in ah. rehearsal. Oh, wow. And I tried to warn him. I said, listen, <laughs> you're, you're a nice kid and everything, but don't do that. Okay. Because they're just going to cut it and then they're going to not hire you again and it's like don't just yeah. come say the line do that and then right. the first take came he, he did his whole monologue again he really just you know he was so busted out with energy and i just said guy you can't do that <laughs> you that's gotta say the line. that's wasting time which wastes yeah. money on set which we didn't have we didn't have huge amounts of money and we didn't have huge amounts of time we had time yeah. but the, you know the time was expensive you know right. I, I and remember that was when it was still filmed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Working on the lot. Good point. Working on the Warner Brothers lot. Gilmore Girls was the very last show always to wrap mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Like we would be doing Friends episodes that sometimes went to like 10, 11 p.m. Right. right. And then drive out, like leave. And you all still had camera set up, still going. Yeah. Every night. Every, Batman would leave. You know, the films with uh, Ocean's Eleven would leave. We would still be there. It's like we'd wave goodbye to Brad Pitt. Bye. We're going to be here for another couple hours. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Scott, can I ask you like what it was like to have all that copy? I mean, you didn't start. Did you start off as an actor? What do you mean? Did I start off? When you came from baseball, did you did you always like want to be an actor? Oh, no, no. For me, it was always writing. And then uh, after baseball, I got, I 
got into, I, I moved to New York and studied, studied, studied and had a theater company and the whole thing. So I was prepared. Yeah. You know, I knew how, I knew what I was doing. I was trained and uh, somewhat professional. I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Super professional. But the, but the yeah. di- you know, the dialogue wasn't daunting to me because I'd been doing Shakespeare for several years. And, yeah. you know, if you can tackle that, you, yeah. know, you can pretty much do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I always recommend young actors to do and actresses is, is, is do, get nail your Shakespeare. Because if, if you can do that, there's nothing more challenging. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's, it's not even terribly challenging once you understand the story because it, it, there's such an emotional logic to the dialogue, Shakespeare's dialogue, that it's easy to remember. It sticks with you. Um, of course, you have to do it over and over and over again. But, I mean, once you've got it, you've got it. I mean... You know, I can still recite some of those long speeches from Hamlet. Um, and it's been 20 years since I even thought about it. So, wow. um, yeah, so, yeah, that that wasn't the problem. I think that's probably how I got the job. Yeah. Is, is the facility with the dialogue. Because I went in there and just sort of nailed, 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 nailed. It was not a big deal. I think other actors went in and they maybe struggled a little bit with the pace and the whole thing. So for me, it was just, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. You know, anyway. Um, Anyway, so so we're back. So where are we in the episode now? Okay, so we're we're at campus. Lorelai is like living her what could have been moment, right? And she gets hit on by like a college. Oh, that was hysterical! Did you not love that? That was hysterical. God, I thought that that was so pithy and like fun. See, that's that's Lauren Graham at her best, you know. It's like it, it, she did that happened for her. A couple of those scenes happened like with the girls in the hallway, you know? Oh when yeah. She, when she did that shtick. <laughs> when she was like, and then Laura, uh, that's, Roy, that's Lauren at her best. I, I Roy feel. says, mom, your, your college gab comes from happy days and Valley girl. Right. So right. <laughs> <laughs> your college it was so funny. <laughs> and those girls could not like, leave her fast enough they were right, like please right, leave right. you're just a weirdo right so. <laughs> and, then, and then they go and invade that girl's empty room and say no go in there i want to take a picture of you like studying at harvard and she, she's like a machine she's like a robot that won't stop and it's just hysterical and oh, and is. and then rory pu- puts her pencil up for the picture she goes what you're writing on air what are you what are you doing you're writing it, in yes. the air <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i loved it it was great and then, yeah. okay so but meanwhile back at stars hollow Scott is serving coffee. Uh, Luke is serving coffee to our, our little Sean Gunn, and he is uh, having eight refills. I think it was eight refills, and you were very upset about this. Because well, I, you know, he, I'm in a bad mood, right? I'm in a bad uh, mostly, mood. I lost my woman. You and did, I'm taking it oh. out on poor Sean Gunn, who's actually giving me a lot of business. But wait a minute. These are free refills, right? <laughs> I don't think he's paying for him. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh-uh. And, and Re- news has not got to you yet. That's, that the, that's right. The wedding's off. The whole that's town right. knows, that but you right. don't know. I do not know. Yeah, they rode back in and, you know, people were sort of waving their hankies at him. And Sean says, do you need a hug? The whole deal. And then you had your pivotal moment, at least in my mind, where we got to see a different side of you and you sparked up and you were like, sweet and not grumpy and mm-hmm. just really happy told the guy and i like, liked his hat yeah sure like oh my gosh and you gave him as many free cups of coffee as he wanted yeah it was really nice scene you just like totally changed i loved it yeah like 
then I wanted you with her. Like I was like, I'm all in for her and Luke. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. Right. Because I was I was a Max fan, you know, I was, you know, yeah, I wanted her to have love. We all want we all want love. And I wanted her to have it. Had I known that at the time, James, when we were traveling together, I think we would have had a problem. Oh, well, I bet we'll have a little problem after this, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Come on. You got to love love. Come on, Scotty boy. Uh, I guess you do. Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. Um, Scott, you seem like when he's giving you these compliments, you seem just the slightest bit uncomfortable. How did you feel about that scene? Well, there's another scene. There's another scene that he's oh, very okay. important. And it's okay. the hoopah on the lawn that you build for them. Huppa, and it's a beautiful wood carved. Huppa. How you say it? Huppa. 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 You said hoopah. Oh, Huppa. say it again. <laughs> Huppa. Thank you. Thank you, Carl, professor. You're welcome. Carl. Um, Yes. So you build this and you carve it and there's like goats on it and Uh like weird little ribbons that you've carved into the wood and it's beautiful. Well, you didn't really do it, but here's the thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful gesture. And she comes back to tell you what, remember, she's not going to like get rid of it. She's going to keep it. Right. She'll keep, cause I, said i'll come in the morning and move it or i'll move it now i'll get it out of the yard and i yeah i didn't move it and i i hit myself in the head like oh i'm sorry you had to come back and see that and the reminder of what could have been with max and the whole thing so he was being very self-deprecating i guess at that point um so sweet good job yeah yeah it was you know it's good writing what can you say i know so We we just we just try not to screw up the lines and and not run into the furniture that's our job. Now, do you remember the other pivotal moment in this episode is where Lorelai calls Suki after she makes that giant cake she names Clyde. Right. And she and she I think she asks you, like, how do you get a business loan? Right. She comes in. Yeah. She finally comes in and there's that scene. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh yeah, it was it was a nice uh it was a nice tender scene between those two where you know the feelings are very raw and he's very relieved Mm -hmm. and he's feeling like he's feeling lucky. You know, I don't think he feels lucky a lot. Like he dodged a, I I think it's one of those moments where he, you know, he was, he, he didn't want to admit to himself how devastated he was, but once she's back on the market, he's like so happy, so relieved because he's got maybe another shot. Well, yeah. And now, can you please make a move? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's in the writing. It's supposed to go for episodes and episodes, but come on. Well, now that you put it that way, I think I will. I think I will for you. Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll go back in there. You you do. You do. We get to watch them all differently now. We'll go back and it'll have changed. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. I don't. I just. Really fun episode. I don't even remember filming these scenes. I do not remember filming this stuff. It's like you work, you know, you work so often and you're working your short-term memory, right? And because you have to, right? You got to clear out the junk to be able to retain the new stuff the next day uh, that you don't, I don't remember any of this shooting, any of this stuff. And I'm watching it like, is that really me? (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's it's an odd experience. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of great because uh, it's so far removed from when it happened that I'm not sort of, you know, I'm not so hypercritical of it as I normally would be. But but thank you for your kind words. It's uh, they were I you know they were all nice scenes to shoot with Lauren. They were all tender and nice and you know fraught with tension and fraught with love and you know it's was, it was very nice very nice experience yeah um and then we how do we wrap up the episode here well she goes home and mom is like oh oh god what yeah, do you have Emily. to tell me you're showing me all these photos on a projector i hate projectors that was great i'd rather have them in a pile of photos or whatever mom that was, was saying great. and then she has to tell her mom that the wedding's off finally too and mom gets upset all right and Lorelai only wants to know what the gift is that mom got her. Right. Like, so she's like, what did you get me? Did you get me iced right. teaspoons? Cause right. you can't have enough iced teaspoons and iced teaspoons. Right. Like that, that fun dialogue that always happens on the show. And I, I don't think we find out what that gift is. We do not. I and I don't oh. think we will. Well, maybe we will, but uh very funny scene between those two. It kept going uh, off camera too. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be over and then they kept going it was great so Carl tell us about your experience um, working on the show and compared to other shows that you did tell, I mean I know you've, you, you've, you've touched on it lightly but go, go into it a little more about the Gil, being Gilmoreized well I, I will say that this was probably my first big role um being on gilmore girls and it was also the first time i got to play a teacher because uh, i came from a family of teachers so it was like a big deal that i got to actually play a teacher finally um but it was definitely one of those jobs where i felt like this is a step up because there is a rhythm to the show you've got to match what they do it's not just you come in and you say you're your uh, plot points, but this was actually dynamic working with other people. And I was leaving the scene. I got to lead the scene. And that was, uh, was really exciting for me um, to get to do that. And they said when I left, well, you know, she's got to go to college. Maybe you'll get to come back. Maybe you get to come back. And lo and behold, two years later, they did call me. So um, I did get to go back. But that's another show um, because they, t- they said um, I ended up working for a different college. Um, I was her professor in, at Yale as well. And uh, well, it's believable. You could have, you know, maybe they didn't tenure you at uh, Harvard. And you yeah. Def- everybody said no, that really wouldn't happen. You wouldn't go from Harvard to Yale. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what people told me. They really? Said, nope. Wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. Wow! But, but I was I was just glad that they even thought to bring me back and do it. And, um, you know, it was it definitely felt like kind of a family thing to be in that community of the show because you guys are just working so tightly together and it's got to work so fast. Um, it was very cool. It was it was really cool. All right. All right, guys, you ready to play uh, rapid fire? Oh my God, it's a game. I love games. Do you want to sing a country song first? (laughs) (laughs) 
I love uh, my my wedding was a game show. <laughs> I showed up in boots. I actually did. I've written a country song. Hang on, I did. I did write a country song. Thank you. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Sing it to me. Bravo! I forgot the words. See? It's a new one. Maybe we should put that song at the top of the show. No, never mind. No, I, ha- I already have. I already have a song that I wrote and recorded as a theme song to the podcast. Always producing, James. Oh, I love that pop that that theme song on this show. On my show. On, yeah. On this on this podcast. I love it. Yeah, that's my song. Oh, is that you singing? <laughs> yes. I didn't know you had like a tenor voice. That's really nice. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. Sing out, Louise. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, give me some rapid fire. Uh, you want that? some rapid fire? Yeah, give me some. Are uh, you ready? All right, you guys, you guys, we're going to have to do this together with both of you, right? So you, yeah, both, yeah. you both have this, to answer this, at the same time. Is it about this episode or just in general? I'm not telling you anything. Oh, oh, it could okay. be about baseball. You'll it's win. Not, no, no, no. Don't. It's not about baseball. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. All right, JP. Rapid you fire. You have to answer these questions as fast as you possibly can. Ready? Here we go. How do you take your coffee? Go. Cream and sugar. Right. Can you smell snow? S-N-O-W. Right. <laughs> <I can> smell. Oh. <laughs> not spell. When it's melting, hear. yes. Certainly I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> can you smell snow you I smell bet. snow uh, you can are you team Logan Jess or Dean um, quickly quickly rapid Logan. fire Jess 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 Kevin Logan best uh, who's the daddy you are <laughs> <laughs> no best memory of Gilmore Girls I'll, I'll go with that question. I'll go with that answer too. You have an adorable son, and he likes the uh, Olivia the pig. Am oh, I wrong? Best memory of Gilmore Girls. Best memory of Gilmore Girls. I do have an like adorable who, son. Who's you do Olivia? have an adorable son. <laughs> who's and Olivia? he likes that? And he likes Olivia the pig. Who's Remember, Olivia? I think. Who's Olivia the pig? It was this. Oh, pig. that's a. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a book with the little girl who is the, the little girl pig, and she likes to sing. Oh god! You know, you know he reads like three books a day now. Wow! Oh, he's just like goodness. it's like what's yeah. He's yeah. He's got that in his collection. He does. Yeah. We've got oh him, my gosh. I told him he wants to go to MIT. So I said, How "Well, then you he have now? to." He's seven. You can't go to MIT at seven. Is he young Sheldon or something? What's going on? <laughs> Another WB plug there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's your best memory of Gilmore Girls? One at a time. Go. Uh, traveling with you. Thank honestly. you. Honestly, mine, mine too. With you, with you. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, my best memory is watching those two work together. Watching right. Alexis and Lauren right. work together. 
Right. It really felt like mom and daughter in your life. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's that when I first got to Toronto to film my stuff for the pilot, um, I got, I got to the set a little early and I've said this before, but I'll say it to you. Uh, uh, I saw those two rehearsing a scene in the diner before I even went into hair and makeup, and I thought, "Boy, this is going to work. This is this show's really going to work. If these if these mm-hmm. two are carrying it, yes, this is going to work." Um, and Alexis was so young at the time, right? Yeah. She was just like yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Eighteen. Oh, she's eighteen now. She was a, she was a freshman at NYU. I'm I'm sorry. Was she, yeah? She was she a freshman at Tisch School? Okay. I think she was in film school or something. I don't know. Um, Show your binge watching right now. Uh, murders in the ha- murders in the uh, how uh, murders in the building or whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm succession. Oh, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the banter between the family. An old friend, Brian, brilliant actor. He was. Uh, there's a, f- a film he did a long time ago, a Scottish film called H- Hidden Agenda, where he was just marvelous. In it. Um, he's good in everything. Uh, cast member you texted most recently. From Gilmore Girls? Cast member, yes. Keiko Agana. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to text her because she's um, hosting with um, Todd right. Lowe. Right. The uh, Up TV Gilmore the right. Merrier Bingeathon this right. Thanksgiving. Again, I'm out of a job. No, you did it for <laughs> three years and you'll be back again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, Bill. Uh, Bill just texted me uh, uh, from Up TV. Yeah, but he's not there anymore. I know. Yeah, I worked with a new crew, but I yeah. enjoyed them very much. Yeah, those great people there. Anyway, um, and yeah, they love your show, by the way. And oh, cool. cool. They are Gilmore Girls all the way. Cool. You know, they air four episodes a night. Is that all? Weekday. Just four? Four. That's a back, lot. That's back to back, right? That's being, four hours back to see. back. Yes. That's, Two o'clock, that's three impressive. o'clock, well, four maybe, o'clock. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast with them. You know, maybe we should do a podcast. Yeah, maybe. you might. Do a whole thing. All right. Um, I was going to say my uh, text. I texted Jamie. She's the ca- uh, casting director. Jamie Rudofsky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she, that's it, cool, Carl. Jamie, Jamie came on with uh, Mara to cast the show season oh, yeah. two on. Yeah. Uh, one word to describe Gilmore Girls. Uplifting. Clever. Clever and uplifting. There you go. Are you familiar with the creepy clown pillow? Am I familiar with a creepy clown? Obviously, neither of you two gentlemen, you two fine gentlemen are not familiar with the creepy clown pillow, nor was I, and I don't know if I want to be familiar with it. It's just a thing in Lorelai's house, in the couch. There's a creepy clown pillow that they keep moving around, and it's... You know, the fans get a kick out of spotting it, and now we're kind of finding it in a lot of episodes, and it's in different positions, and it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I was was at Harvard. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know of such (laughs) silly pillow games. I didn't remember that. Low IQ individuals. (laughs) (laughs) I did go as Pennywise for Halloween. Oh, did you? Yeah, the hit clown. Where did you go? Did you go to a Warner Brothers party? No, no, no. The children come to the house, and you scare them. Oh, you were doing that whole bit. Yes, oh, they want wow. the candy. They come they come to the porch and you give them the candy. As right, I understand the ritual. I, I did it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You've heard of Halloween, haven't you? <laughs> oh, it's the Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween. Okay. So I, I hand out turkey legs on Thanksgiving. I, I'm sitting there waiting like an idiot. 
Um, <laughs> nobody comes to the door. No way. I was uh, I was uh, Morpheus from uh, ah, Matrix, nice. and I had a white bag uh, that had a blue pill on the front or a red pill. They had to pick which bag they wanted uh, candy from. Oh my oh, gosh, you must gosh, be so excited great. for the movie. That's great. I am. Yeah. Um, what did your son come as, Scott, for Halloween? Uh, Nick went as uh, the ghost from Scream. He had a regular ghost mask, and he had a bl- a, a mask, same ghost mask that you could make bleed oh in the face like yes in the face it had a tube and a and a bladder full of fake blood and he squeezed it and so you know i was johnny food poisoning at that point (laughs) and Uh um and what happened here the screen there's the clown pillow (laughs) that's the clown easton thank you that that. is creepy that penny okay you're Amy Sugarman is showing uh, a picture of the uh, creepy clown the pillow yeah. with a clown pillow in the background. Yeah. And it looks like Pennywise. Like, yes. Yeah. Like kind dolled of. up. Like Pennywise being cute, not right. Pennywise being coarse. Right. But anyway, so I was I was left home alone with my recovering from, from my food poisoning and answering the door and giving people candy. Like, how did you get food poisoning? Or did you already talk about that on a different episode? Bad uh, I had a bad, uh, I had an expired turkey slice. Oh, yeah, at lunch. That's not good. Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, and then, and so Nick won. Uh, he got scariest costume at the, you know, they they went and trick or treated, and they they had this big stage set up and an auditorium, and they had oh, contests wow. and a whole thing after the trick or treat. It was a big event. And so my wife's sending me this video of Nick going up on stage and talking and being scary in his costume and other kids going up to him and stuff. And I'm saying, what's going on with this? But he went trick-or-treating. And uh, ah. and then she sent another video where he's like receiving a golden statue. He's like, they got this huge trophy for scariest costume and everybody applauding him. <laughs> he came uh, home and he, he wouldn't let go of it. He went to sleep with it. He was so happy. Yeah, the scream costume with blood <laughs> dripping on a seven-year-old is pretty darn scary. I, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Seven years old and you got you got uh, animatronics or you got moving things, oh moving God. parts. That's impressive. But he really owned it. He like went up on stage during the competition and he was like, he got into a scary position. He went, ah, it's like, like a ghost would scream. Right. Um, right. So he won. Uh, yeah, but he one. hasn't seen it. Right. He's never seen. No, scream. no, no, God, no, not yet. Yeah. I mean, it is coming out in theaters. An- another version. Right. Of it, they're doing, they're going to do a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. God, nobody's doing that. It's amazing. They, they, they're the first ones. I forgot to mention my Pennywise was a, a Pennywise in drag. So uh, she had long red hair, uh-huh. really six inch heels. She was crazy. So the children were a little confused and scared. <laughs> Psychologically. James, you, you, you've won your share of Halloween costumes in the past. Oh, at, at Warner Brothers, yes. There's a Halloween yes. party and I like to participate. So yeah. I, I like to dress up different every year. And it's usually a Warner Brothers character that you go as. Oh, I should have went as Luke one year. I saw a lot of people on your Instagram, uh, Scott, like went as you. And that was awesome. We have a contest every year. So it's they're dressing up their dogs, their little kids. It's very <laughs> cute. And a lot of people participate. We give them free coffee. For, you know, we pick 10 winners and 
Send him some free coffee. It's it's really some fun. Scotty, some Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee. Some Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee, buddy. Yes. Which I got to uh, get for my daughter. My oh, you daughter's 15 and she's all into coffee right now. So I, th- yeah. I think we'll go, we're going to probably send you a bag because you're, you're, oh, you're, oh, you're on the show. You're on the show. I love that. James, how many bags? I sent you the whole lineup, didn't I? Yeah. we. Didn't I you had, get a whole um, boatload? You got a whole boatload. Yes. And then remember, like after the first year, we changed it and added that that ingredient that helps you go potty better. What? <laughs> you told me that we were adding <laughs> the secret. That was a secret, James. Oh, you weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? Something no, it doesn't help show. you go potty better. The cascara. Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> God, I'm telling you, it helps you go potty better. It does? Yes. Well, There's I mean, it's, it's, it's fiber. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's nutrients and fiber. It's 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 the it's the it's the, the fruit that grows around the coffee bean on the tree that's usually discarded. And we grind it up and add it to breakfast blend and house blend. And it's full of nutrients and iron and, and great stuff. You know? And fiber. <laughs> fiber. <laughs> the phrasing was, was funny. I know. <laughs> Didn't you add that stuff to it that makes you go potty? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't oh, remember the name of it. Oh, I knew I you knew. Were. I knew I was going to have fun today. I knew it. Oh, uh, good. We had a lot of fun, too. Thank uh, you for inviting us. That was so nice of you and Amy Sugarman. Oh, Huh? Don't you love her? Huh? God. What a ball club. Bit, yeah. She lit up. Heart she heart. lit up like a Christmas tree when I when I mentioned your name, by the way. Oh. She did. Yeah. Well, Amy Sugarman and I go back to our Gilmore days. I know. Because she was around um working on um radio. Right. And I would have to call her to get you booked on Ryan Seacrest show back right. then. Right. Right. So that's how the marketing all works. Behind all right, the scenes. We've come full and circle. And we're still good friends. And, and anything that she wants, we will, will always do. Same goes oh. for you. Oh, you're the best, buddy. You're absolutely the best. Um, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Pleasure meeting you, Carl. Thank you. you too. See you guys. See ya. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye. Carl. Bye, James. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. In my best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, everybody, we're back. Wasn't that fun? James and Carl, fantastic conversation with those two gentlemen uh and we're gonna we're gonna chop it up a little more with the ladies here uh daniel romo riley pelusis amy sugarman who i believe uh has has, i'm a little bit fired up she's very fired up i think she's got some hair treatment going on there's something (laughs) happening i don't have my camera on i don't have my camera on because i have hair color there's 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 hair color so i love james i love james pettit i've known him as long as you have he's the best over 20 years, but I disagree. Scott, I agree with you that I thought the Rory Lorelai fight in the flowery 
bed and breakfast mm-hmm. bedroom was random. Yep. It yep. was so aggressive. It was, and I get it yep. because Lorelai's upset and doesn't want to talk about it, but it was almost like she was mad at Rory. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. so I wanted to have a little bit of a conversation. I understand why James liked it because it was a fun sort of scene to watch, mm-hmm. but it was really aggressive. Like Lorelai was so mad at Rory. And when she could have just said, I'm still having such a hard time with this. I don't want to talk about it, but she was so uh, angry. I think you make a choice as an actor, right? You, you, you live the given circumstances of the piece of the material that's handed to you and you analyze it and you make your choices based on that. And I think, I think that's a situation where maybe Lauren said, if she wasn't given the direction to do that, and I think I think there's also another reason, okay? Uh, there's, there's a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. Maybe Lauren said, mm-hmm. okay, we haven't eaten. Uh, that can have adverse effects on personality and temper and <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm going to justify the snap, okay? And so, okay, so that's one category. Okay, I agree with you. I okay, get it. that can happen. Uh, it's happened to me. When I'm starving, man, and you know, when you when you get hangry, that might be hangry right there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that might be a, a clearly beautifully portrayed uh hangry scene. Right. Man cannot live on certs alone. Where it just flips on you in an instant. You don't want to talk about it and turn out the damn light. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Bye. Um it also could be uh, a hangry thing and a tired thing for Lauren in the moment when there's too many takes being asked to do it's repeat, 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 repeat. And then you can get frustrated. And I've been there too. Um, and I, and I think I've made some choices based on that. And it's sort of, you try not to let it influence you, but you, you know, if you start feeling manipulated by the director and it's like too many takes and it's like, you ask, Hey, what do you need? And it's like, I have kind of given you everything I have. And maybe she was in a situation where, she the director was asking too much of her, asking her to repeat herself too many times, and she just got pissed. <laughs> right? It's possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The writing was aggressive, so it was like it was meant for her to be kind of mad. Mm, you can interpret. Oh, you think she could have played it? That's interesting. You can interpret she that any it. way you want. You could interpret it with with loving, gentle care, quiet. You can pop at it. You can go, you know, wild. There's a million different directions you can go with it. If if the director wants a fight, they're going to have to give him a fight. You know what I mean? If if that's the direction, so I don't know. You know, it's it's like well, yeah, Rory stayed calm. She mm-hmm. was much more relaxed or loving or calm about it, and really was seemed to be coming from a place of like, this is a huge thing, and I think we should talk about it like you're just ignoring it or pretending it didn't happen or like I agree that the scene was important Mm -hmm. but it was weird like it was like I remember just watching it and writing down whoa that was like their biggest fight ever and Rory didn't even do anything I don't think it needed the anger yeah, I agree. You get the point like, of the scene. Yeah. You get she's devastated. You get that she's in a in, yeah. a, in in a confused place. She, that she's conflicted about walking away from Max and all that, and where her life's going to go, and that kind of a thing. But I don't. Lorelai seemed less angry at Rory when she fell asleep at Miss Patty's with Dean and didn't come home right. 
he was so mad at her when it was like, what? All she's Mm -hmm. trying to do is sort of talk to you. And then the next morning, I think Rory says something like, hey, about last night. And Lorelai's like, we're good. And I remember going, we're not good. We're not good. (laughs) Yeah, why? It's like, you know, there needs to be an apology there. Yes, I thought so too. And I was like, Whoa. So I just thought that was interesting. Not that I didn't like it, Mm -hmm. but I agreed with you. Like, it's interesting to see how James was watching it and it didn't, he just kind of enjoyed that as a part of it. Well, he does work at Warner brothers. He's a tough dude. (laughs) He's got a thicker skin than we do. Maybe we're just too sensitive for this type of work. Who knows? (laughs) I have been accused of that before. (laughs) I liked the antics of the bed and breakfast and how weird it was. And that was the like amazing Susan Rutan playing the older lady talking to Rory, who I love from LA law. So I liked all that. And the, you know, just the weird like bed and breakfast lady. But I agree that scene in the bedroom was oddly crazy. Yeah. I thought you got it right. Yeah. I, 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 if I'm, I I wasn't as, no, you go. Sorry. No, I mean, if I'm directing that episode, I'm taking that scene in a different direction. I agree. I was like, Whoa. Now Mm -hmm. I wasn't as bothered by, I love country music. I wasn't as bothered by them kind of mocking country music, but James made a great point that they're supposed to be listening to this radio station that only has country music. And then they're playing Hootie and the Blowfish. Like that was all just a little like random, but I agree. I totally got what you were saying. It's like, why did they just rip on country music? I don't don't understand. I think it was just like, I think you kind of nailed it. Like they're from, this East coast town, but that's, that's the mentality, you know, that's people rip on country music in the Northeast. Now, not so much because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really become, you know, it's changed. I I agree. I didn't know if we were looking at it through the lens of today, where as opposed to 20 years ago, people would more make fun of country music. Mm -hmm. I mean, more like 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. I would say 40 Mm -hmm. years ago where it was like, I lost my girlfriend and my dog ate my whatever, you know what I mean? But it's not like that. Yeah. Everybody, you know, living in the big cities, making fun of country folks. And now everybody in the big cities are pouring into the country (laughs) desperate to get out of the big cities. (laughs) I guess they're not making fun of them anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think, you know, I know we have to, we've got to get to pop culture, but, I do think that scene between you and Lauren was so, I loved it. Yeah. Like you, you were amazing. They really are bonding. And it was the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but one of the times where Luke really is the boyfriend. You go to the boyfriend to ask about his advice about opening your own business and wanting his support. And you were really there to help her. And you're like, Hey, let's find some time. And we'll really talk about this. And it was like such the conversation that a married couple would have. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you were like, wow. And again, I guess the best way to say it is like, Luke is always taking care of her. He's always there for her. And she allows it. Mm -hmm. Unlike Max, who she was like, you have no role here. Like Luke has a role. Yeah, I'm I'm now beginning to see the uh, the scope of this relationship and the and the and the and the importance it has in the show. Even though I don't, you don't see me a lot, um, it's 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 a one of the pillars I would say. Um, um, I'm uh, I don't know. I just I just feel s- s- 
really lucky to have gotten that role. And the more the more episodes I watch, I'm like, boy, did I get lucky doing this role? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I know. I fell in. I really fell into something. Yeah. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations... 
Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, everybody, it's Scott Patterson. Oh, they know who I am at this point, so I don't have to keep saying that throughout the whole thing. We did, we did get the memo from the fans, like, shut up. So I'm not going to say it every, like I say it like eight times. That's Scott Patterson. Oh my God. It's like, please stop doing that. We're not editing this. We're not editing this. <laughs> so good. So good. I know no, they're like, I, we know. I mean, they know more. what they're doing. The fans know. We, we try to give the fans what they want. I was about to launch into that. I just need to do it once. Maybe yeah. it's white. No, it's it's white. top of the show, end of the show. I don't need to do it eight times in between. We got the memo. Thank you, fans. We love you. You barely need to do it once because they clicked on the podcast, so they know. But but once is but it's a, but it's I like doing it. it, it it's fine. It just you, it's feels your show. so You're like it's fun fine. to do it. You can remind people. I feel like Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson all rolled into the wand. And here's Johnny. You know, this kind of thing. I don't know. It's fine. Do it again right now. Do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. Are you going to introduce Riley? Everybody, this is Scott Patterson. This is the ILN. (laughs) I can't even say it anymore. (laughs) You know who I'm uh, channeling? For that, Seacrest. Oh, I'm channeling Seacrest. Nice with his American Idol trumpeting. Yeah, it's good. And this good. is your American Idol. This kind of thing. It's good. He always he's so good. He always made it very exciting to watch. Even more exciting to watch a show. Anyway, this is so he's off very, the point. He's very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth cat. All right, so uh, Riley, you're going to bring us into pop culture. Um, I am. And I, Riley has, she's becoming so big now. She's like really blowing up and achieving the superstar status that we have nurtured her for. And let me tell you something. We, we scouted her years ago. We brought her up through our farm system and she's really performing at the big league level. And she's just dropping knowledge, dropping knowledge. It's amazing. That's who was watching me. Oh yeah, that's who was watching you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, no, all all the physicians were wrong. You're not paranoid. <laughs> all right, let's I'm do not- it, people. Let's do it. Keep the people are waiting. Yeah, no, no, they're waiting. They're, we're gonna do it. Riley, you're on. Hello. I'm going off of Scott's cue. I'm Riley, and this is your pop culture. <laughs> First, we have Lorelai and Rory are driving and Lorelai needs her tunes. Lorelai says, never been in this car for any ex- extended period of time without playing ACDC. I need my highway to hell. Radio says, coming up, a three-way song superset from Hootie and the Blowfish. ACDC is an Australian rock band formed in Sydney 1973 by Scottish-born brothers Malcolm and Angus Young. 
In November 2009, ACDC were announced as the Business Review Weekly Top Australian Earner in Entertainment. They ranked, raked in a sweet $105 million for the financial year and knocked the Wiggles from their number one spot. Can you imagine getting your voice that high? That, 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 no, but are you more of a highway to hell or a back in black? All of it. All of it. I mean, AC, you just, like, you can't get enough of it. But that voice, yeah! I'm not going to lie, Riley. I'm more, I'm more. What? Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm more Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm not going to lie. Okay, go ahead. Riley, go ahead. Hootie and the Blowfish yeah. is an American rock band that was formed in Columbia, South Carolina in 1986. The band went on hiatus in 2008 until they announced plans for a full reunion tour in 2019. Lead singer Darius Rucker. I love Darius Rucker, is a very successful solo country artist with hits like Wagon Wheel and All Right. Very successful. Very successful country artist. Country music rules. It is the biggest, it's the biggest category that has the biggest listener base of all categories in music. Huge. Massive. You guys remember in Jerry Maguire when Cuba Gooding Jr. is walking through the airport and the kid says, are you Hootie? That was in the film? Are film? you too young for Jerry Maguire? Do you guys not know Jerry Maguire? I'm way too the young. The human head weighs eight pounds. Wait, that yes, was? you guys, dude, go watch Jerry Maguire. Are you Hootie? Is Thank Jerry you. Maguire where you had me at... Uh... Yes! You yes, had me at hello. Was that the one? And then show me the money. Yes. Show me the money, and you had me at hello. Yeah, I, I saw that. You had me at hello is really the I am all in of Jerry Maguire. Do you see? Do you feel me? They're like on the on the line, on the romantic side. See, it had a yeah. it had a line for the men. It had a line for the women. Show me the money is for the guys. You had me at hello yeah. was for the women. Show me. Yeah, you, do, you do it, girl. You, man, you did that. Up. Sorry, Riley. Sorry. So sorry. I wake up and say the same thing every morning, so it's show fine. You had me at hello. No, show me the do money. You say that at the, to the <laughs> I, who says it's the pizza delivery guy? You had me at hello. <laughs> Lorelai and Rory stopped to get food while on the road. Lorelai says she would make her imaginary b- tour bus at Hayden stop at Hayden's Nut House every time. Rory says, "Wow, you're behind the music. It's going to be really wild." Behind the music is a documentary television series on VH1. Each episode profiles and interviews a popular music group, and on the series, MC Hammer famously detailed how he squandered his fortune oh. on bad investments and overspending, oh. leaving the rapper bankrupt and abandoned by his so-called friends. Well, too many houses. And too many, too much of an entourage. Oh God! What is it, what are they actually? They actually pay those people. You pay? Yeah, them? they put them all on the payroll. You oh, start putting right. your friends like you'll be my security, you'll right, be my right, right, driver, right. you'll be my right. this, and then all of a sudden you're broke. Because they, because the accountants say you got to create deductions, so bring your friends on, pay them. We can deduct everything, but then it becomes like too much. Then you try to fire people. An accountant, or much as the friends saying, like, "Hey, too legit to quit. Give me some, give me a job." <laughs> and they're doing such a good job because he's, you know, unmolested. you want to help your friends. You want to help your friends, but then you can get in a pickle. You know how you help your friends? You teach them how to help themselves. You teach them how to fish. You don't give them a fish. You know what I mean? 
Lorelai says she knows someone that owns a B&B in Portsmouth. Rory says, a cool B&B? Lorelai says, yes. Rory says, that's like saying an understated Nic- Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is an American actor and filmmaker. Nicolas has been in movies from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Gone in 60 Seconds, Matchstick Men, and National Treasure, and all are over the top. Riley, Cage- Riley, what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but you've missed yeah. the best Nicolas yes. Cage movies, The Rock. Oh, Con Air, great. like I don't even know what's happening. The Rock, he was hysterical. That, the that Rock was, was It was hysterical. He was hysterical. I agree. And Honeymoon in Vegas. Did you mention Honeymoon in oh, Vegas? Yeah. Huh? This is Hello. Can we get a come room? On, Riley. Huh? Riley, come on. I just focus on National oh, Treasure wait. One and Two. Honeymoon in Vegas is not his Oscar. He got no. the Oscar. No, he got it for uh, Leaving Las Vegas. No, is that what it was called? With yes. Shoe? Or he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Elizabeth Pardon Shue, me. So much, right? So much Vegas, so much Vegas. He didn't okay, even have Riley, to act. Sorry. He didn't have to act. Sorry, Riley. It's like I'll be here on the lounge, lounger by the pool, hungover, just film me. Cage shared with the reporters that he once was victimized by someone who had broken into his Orange County home. He says, I opened my eyes and there was a naked man wearing my leather jacket eating a fudge coal at the front of my bed. Wow. Very weird. I, I, you know, I have an alibi for that night. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people say I look like him. Like 30 years ago, 30 years ago, people thought I was him all the time. Nick Cage. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was either, yeah, it was Nick Cage. I got Nick Cage all the time. All the time. Isn't that wild? We, maybe we have, we have kind of the same profile. Welcome to the rock. I can't do a Sean Connery. Can you do a Sean Connery, Riley? Welcome to the Sean Connery. Welcome to the Rock. The Lorelai and Rory are in the flower-filled room at the B&B, and Lorelai says, "Okay, I think we just found the first room in the history of the world that would have made Liberace say, "Whoa, step back! No one's that gay." That was a good line. Lip. <laughs> well, the flowers were moving with the tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Liberace was an American pianist, singer, and actor. Liberace's house had a music theme, musical notes on the iron fence, musical staffs above the front door, and his famed piano-shaped swimming pool. During a Pittsburgh show in the late 1963, Liberace was rushed to the emergency room from after collapsing his costume, which he had cleaned himself with carbon tetrachloride. Prior to the show, leached the chemicals into his skin. Jeez. I know. What a thing. And Michael Douglas portrayed Liberace in, in, in 2013 behind the candelabra, also starring Matt Damon. I miss, I, I, I miss that one. I didn't. It's excellent. It's really good. Really? I miss that one. Lorelai and Rory are fighting about the engagement, and Lorelai says, Rory, stop it. We're not going to have this fight in a flowery bedroom with dentists singing gypsies, tramps, and thieves in the background. It's too David Lynch. David Keith Lynch is an American filmmaker, painter, visual artist, musician, and writer. He always buttons the top button of his shirt because he feels too vulnerable with the top button open. He had lunch every day at Bob's Big Boy in Los Angeles for seven years ordering a chocolate milkshake and up to seven cups of coffee with sugar. Wasn't there a Bob's Big Boy right near where you shot Gilmore Girls? Yes. Danielle, isn't that a Bob's Big Boy? In Burbank? Yeah. 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 With a sweet drive-through, it's sort of like a drive-up. It's pretty rad. 
Lorelai has just gone on and on pretending to be a fellow student in the campus hallways of Harvard. Rory says, you do realize that all of your college kid jargon comes from Happy Days? Happy Days is an American sitcom television series that aired on the ABC network spanning 11 seasons. We had the iconic Marion Ross on this podcast. Marion played Marion Cunningham on Happy Days and Tricks on Gilmore Girls. And currently, Henry Winkler is auctioning off his iconic Fonz charity jacket for charity. I'll bid $1,000 right now. Not easy for me to say, apparently. Do an impression of the Fonz, Riley. Nice. Scott liked it. That's good. Because I I didn't know I didn't know how to do one. That was good. Hey, is that how he did it? I think you gotta you gotta pump it up a little bit more. No, (laughs) (laughs) that's why I didn't get the job. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) not an old guy in Coney Island. What's wrong with you? That's not the Fonz. Hey, Riley, don't forget Joni loves Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Lorelai is reading the famous people who have attended Harvard, and Lorelai says, Oh, cool, Fred Gwynn. Roy says, Who? Laura says, Herman Munster. Now I'm impressed. Fred was an American actor, artist, and author. He was best known for his roles in the 1960s television sitcom Car 54, Where Are You, as Francis Muldoon and as Herman Munster in The Munsters. The Munsters first aired 1964. It was produced by the creators of Leave it to Beaver. The series was a satire of American suburban life. And Fred's Herman Munster costume was brutally hot. It was essential to keep him cool, not only for his health, but to keep his makeup from melting. Town meetings, huh? He had a town meeting every day at work, that guy. Inside his costume. (laughs) Wait a minute. That could be misconstrued. I didn't, you know. Anyway, no, I'm just saying he must have been really hot. Yes, thank you. Lane explains she was in the... (laughs) Lane explains she was in bootleg heaven in Korea. Lane says, well, I strapped them to my body like in Midnight Express. Midnight Express is a 1978 prison drama film directed by Alan Parker. The cast includes stars John Hurt and Randy Quaid. This this was Sir John Hurt's only movie that he did without first reading the script. And Randy Quaid went a little astray and was charged in 2009 for allegedly defrauding an innkeeper in Santa Barbara. No, random. I didn't know Randy Quaid was in Midnight Express. I didn't either. I love him in Independence Day, but I did not know Lorelai says she's going out while Rory sits in on the lecture at Harvard. Lorelai says, hey, I'm going to go find the ladies room, you know, sneak a smoke, see if anybody slipped an aspirin in my Coke. Rory says, okay, Rizzo, I'd like to stay here and listen a little bit more. (laughs) This is referring to Rizzo from Grease. Grease is a 1978 American musical romantic comedy film based in 1971 musical. The title Grease was a way for the creators to pay homage to the 1950s and the era greasy hair, greasy engines, and greasy food. The character Rizzo is played by Stalker Channing, and instead of using makeup, Jeff Conaway, Kanicki, insisted on giving Stalker Channing Rizzo real hickeys, and he did. Remember, a hickey from Kanicki is like a Hallmark card. You know, Will, you name- Will Smith just professed his love for Stalker Channing, yes! but he fell in love with her on the set of Six Degrees of Separation. Yes, and I was going to say, can you name Stalker Channing's iconic character on the West Wing? What name the character name? I, don't know. I mean, or just who she played. The first lady. She was the first lady. She was so amazing. First lady doing what? Married to Martin Sheen's President Bartlett. No, I didn't, I didn't watch the show. You've never seen The West Wing? 
I'm not a big consumer of television. You would love The West Wing. I like you movies. Would. I don't like a watch. I don't watch a lot. Give The West Wing a try because it's like a movie a week. It's so good. Really? You would love it. I'm, I'm going to check you. it out for you. I'm going to check it out. Watch the pilot West Wing. and get back to me because it's like probably the best television show in the history of time. Really? Yeah. Top 10 for sure. Better than uh, Billions? Yep. <laughs> No, it is. It can't be better than Billy. I can't say that it's better than Gilmore Girls, but it can't is be. top 10 of all time. It can't be. It can't be better. It is. Watch it. Wow. Where, where can I get it? Where, where can I get it? At my local grocery store? Yeah. Uh, or anywhere you stream television. Ah. I think it's on Netflix. Ah. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, you can I'll definitely go, get it on Amazon. I'll rummage Prime. around some uh, discount bins. See if I can pick up a couple of episodes. Yeah, I think it's also a Warner Brothers show, just like Gilmore Girls. They must have filmed it right near you. Maybe your local Blockbuster? <laughs> yeah, go to Blockbuster. <laughs> go to Blockbuster and get some. Okay. Danielle, you're very silent today. What's up? You're just you're over there kind of drifting. I can't concentrate. Why? <laughs> What's wrong? Because it's like Riley's reading, you're playing guitar, and I'm just here. Like, Are you losing your mind? You losing your mind over there? It's so it's so good, but I can't. I, I feel like I'm like I don't even know where I entered. You got it. No, it's like a ba- okay. So like it's like a band freestyling. It's like some uh, Riley's Miles Davis, and we're like you know I'm a trumpet player, and Amy's a bassoon, and you're on whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure it's as good as that, Scott, but. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so, finally. Yeah, come on. Play the spoon or something. Can like play the spoon. Speak in French. Right, speak in a French accent and place the spoon. Go ahead. Riley, could you give us a John Travolta impression? I I think I can. Um Sandy. Sandy. Did you, is that a, yeah, Sandy. Nice. You're nailing stuff. She's just nailing stuff. You know, some people are given talents. Yeah. Just gotta use them. Yes. Some people are. Some people aren't. Some people are robbed of their talents and they're given to other people like Riley. And some people are robbed of their voice on certain days, like Danielle. What's going on? Danielle, say something. Say something. Interject. Danielle, do you have a grease impression you could do? Come on, something. You screeching car tire? Uh-huh. Something. Good. Can you give a Fonzie impression? Yeah, something. Fonzie. Dead air is not good. All right, we'll uh, come back to you. Yeah. Come on, um, you can do it. Talk about it, stud. Is that, that's the. Nice. That's the Tell me about it. Tell me about Tell, it, stud. Yeah, but can you do it for real? Tell me about it, stud. No, no. Is your cat no, sick? No. What's going on? Oh, I got a thumbs up from Riley. I'm going to take a good. thumbs up. God, go watch Grease. Try it again. You have to like slow it down. Tell me about it, stud. Tell me about it, stud. <laughs> there was no pause, Scott. Tell me about it, stud. Tell me about it, stud. Tell me about it. That's it for pop culture. That's it? I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen 
a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So my favorite line was from LaDawn, the kooky bed and breakfast owner. And she says, the whole thing with the bell just cracked me up. I'm not usually sitting here when guests arrive. So people ring the bell and they love to ring the bell and you didn't get to ring the bell. I liked, I am a grown woman. This was actually during the fight, says the woman with a Hello Kitty waffle iron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess there's a lot of them, but uh, it was, for me, it was just one word that uh, Lorelai said to the college student that was hitting on her. The very last thing she said to him was Gitchy or Geechy. And that is a term, what is that, a term from the 50s or something like that? It's a term from Happy Days or something. Oh my God, and it was so, so out of whack with, uh, to, to, uh, back then, even, uh, with 2000, 2001. It, was, it just, I got a good chuckle out of that one. Okay, and my favorite line is from Suki yet again. And it was when she said, you were a good cake, Clyde. I never should have named you. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That poor cake was so beautiful. Poor cake. She just gave the piece away. It was so sad. She started chopping from the bottom, and I was worried it was the whole thing was going to topple over. I There was anxiety created there because I thought, just cut from the top. Take a slice from, well, what do I know? I don't know anything about building wedding cakes. It stressed me out, too, but then I was like, the probably every other layer is fake, so she had to cut the bottom. Oh, that is an excellent point. Is that what they do? Well, on wedding cakes, the ones that are really tall, sometimes like the very top ones are just like styrofoam. Oh my yeah. Goodness. Can you imagine paying a thousand bucks for a cake and you bite into styrofoam? Wow. <laughs> wedding controversy. Wow. No Michelle in this episode, right? Oh yeah, that's so weird. It was missing a Michelle. It was missing sure missing was. Michelle comedy. Great episode though. Great, Great episode, yeah. I mean it it, it it had it. It had its moments for me where I wasn't so thrilled. But uh, I kept saying to myself in the beginning, "Man, you cannot take this show out of Stars Hollow. This is going to be a tough sledding here if it's just going to be these two carrying this." But that did not bother me as, they mu- did, as much as it bothered you. It, but no, in scared. the beginning. But I thought they did very well. They brought it around, and it, it turned out to be great. You know. Yeah, you didn't mind Harvard. No, I loved all the Harvard stuff. Loved it all. Loved it all. I loved it all other than I will. I, I'm very curious what everyone listening thinks. Mm-hmm. If, if we got it right about that mm-hmm. argument or if James got it right. So that'll we be didn't. really interesting. We did. The they're going to, they're going to, they're just going to pillory us. They're going <laughs> to, we're going to get, really we're going to get lambasted for this. <laughs> we're going to all get on our sleds and sled away here. Uh, thanks everybody for downloading. You're the best fans in the world. We love you. We need you. We need your comments. I am Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast, iHeartRadio 111 production. Stay safe, everyone. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com.
Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.